and we are here. Oh my gosh, y'all. Oh Lord. Um, okay, it is Thursday. We bike Maine. It's Brittany Parker. I'm so excited to be here. I y'all know we've been kind of laying low. The homies, all of the team, you know, resting. We've been fighting COVID together. <laughs> um, everything has just been like a sit down moment for the team. So forgive us if you haven't seen too many of the podcasts um, on politicking, but we coming back. We back, man. Um, I'm so excited today to be here with No Wire Hangers. Again, it's Thursday. We are back and I'm so excited to have the beautiful, wonderful Miss Chelsea Davis um, with us today. I wanted to talk about a few things and mental health is really, really detrimental to talk about, especially in the black community. So that's what our focus is today. And I had a few questions and a few of my friends and family and people in my circle and group had a few questions about mental health and narcissism and the whole night. So we're gonna get right to it. We're gonna get right to it. So Chelsea, please tell us more about your background, um, what you do in the industry and like why you're here today. Hi, Brittany. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, it's an honor for me. I am a um, therapist. I practice as an associate clinical social worker right now. So okay. I'm on the verge of becoming a licensed clinical social worker. Okay. Um, I have been practicing as a therapist for about six years now. Um, and I absolutely love it. Like, I definitely feel like more people of color need this experience. Um, it is there. I, as you said, like, I know there is such a huge stigma on mental health. So that's a big reason why I got into it in the first place is because I wanted to help people of color. Um, right now, I work at uh, two different private practice locations. Um, one of them is in San Diego. It's called Urban Restoration Counseling Center. And then the other one is in Burbank, um, well, Sherman Hills. And it is uh, for women of color. And it's called Women of Color Therapy. So um, I love it. Right now I'm all virtual. So all my sessions are on online. I am accepting new clients. So if there are people out there looking for a therapist, um, I can um, definitely give you guys my information at the end of the podcast so you guys can get in contact with me. Definitely. Definitely. And that is so amazing. Um, look, I'm over here like thinking about myself. I don't know. Else. You know, no matter how mentally healthy you think you are, you never are. I just feel that way. Um, yeah. Always imperative to have someone to talk to. And I even told my son that, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to have therapy. And he's like, no, no. And I'm like, it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? And we need to normalize that whole thing, you know, is kids understanding that it's okay. And then black people, and then on top of that, black men, because they think they don't need to talk to nobody and you know, all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, the reason why we are here today is because I have been through um, some very, very dark moments um, with family. And I wanted to kind of get a 
understanding on a few things. Two, well, mainly two things. One is um, the traits of a narcissist. And then the next thing is how to deal with um, abuse from family. Because you know when people say, oh, that's just that person, you know what I mean? And it's it's not a healthy trait. Right. But when we, you know, hold that person accountable, like, no, you're abusive or this, and they don't know, like, how do you navigate through that? And that's one thing I want to talk about is dealing with the traits of a narcissist and then navigating with through that type of, you know, situation with family. Right. Absolutely. So um, let's, where do you want to start? You want to start talking about narcissism? Yeah, because I have some people that have been waiting <laughs> okay. for that conversation. So let's dive into it. Okay. Um, so um, narcissistic personality is very much like me, me, it's all about me. Um, these people are very preoccupied with self. They Their, their expectations are like pretty much unrealistic. Um they're very irrational thinkers. So a lot of times these people are people who have unrealistic demands um, or expectations, like I mentioned. Um, they're very like dehumanizing. Um, they will try to belittle you or make you feel um, incompetent about certain things. Um, most of the time, um, one of the biggest red flags for a narcissist is the fact that they lack empathy. They don't they don't see um, they don't they don't see reasoning from other people's perspective. It's definitely just one sided, like tunnel vision almost. Um, they are definitely obsessed with like they have like really grandiose thinking. So like they're something they have sometimes they can have really big visions of things. Um, that's not always a symptom, but um, they're usually pretty obsessive with like their appearance. Um, they may have a lot of mood swings. Um, and really, um, even though narcissists seem like they're like just cocky people, a lot of times it's deeply rooted in having low self-esteem. Insecurity, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. I can see that for sure. Um, and another big thing um, that a lot of narcissists um, display is just the need to seek approval. Um, even though they kind of, the world pretty much revolves around them, but they they still want the approval from other people. They still want to feel validated um, in just who they are and being being great. Like they want to hear compliments, right? Yeah, it's like that's like the hidden factor. It's like I see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. One thing that kind of popped up in my head, um, as you were saying, like some of the things that you wanted to talk about, um, one thing that I talk a lot to my clients about is setting healthy boundaries. Um, a lot of people have no idea what healthy boundaries are. Um, they have no clue. Okay. And um, that can really hurt a relationship more than it helps. Um, and it can hurt you, right? Like if you have no boundaries whatsoever, right? Your your boundaries are poor, or you have very rigid boundaries where you don't allow people to get close to you or 
share anything about you, it makes it really difficult for you to develop healthy relationships with people. Right. Right. Okay. Really quick question. Cause it is when you said that it made me think about like my relationship with certain family members, like um, everybody knows that Brittany, I always say, Oh, I'm just Albany's daughter because my mom, everybody was able to always come to my mom in the mm -hmm. time of need, in the time of want, in the time of, I just want to talk your ear off because I know that you'll listen. I mm -hmm. kind of began to carry that um, legacy, if you will. And now everybody kind of, it's kind of transferred over. And now everybody kind of takes advantage of me as, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you know, I know Brittany's going to do it or I know Brittany will let me borrow her car or, you know, and then it becomes an abusive relationship, an abusive situation. And now I'm starting to really sit back and look at myself and say, girl, like, do you see what's happening? Like you are your mom all over again. And now people are starting to, you know, take advantage of that. But I started it because I was like, this is my family. I love them. and But now like they're seeing me like that. And now I'm starting to understand, okay, it's time for boundaries. It's time, you know, to kind of buck up and say, uh-uh, you can't, no, you know? And it's hard for me. It's so hard for me, so, yeah. What I notice is like for women of color in particular, um, this is very, very common um, that we, want to be like the matriarch of the family. We want to take on, we want to, we want to be able to help people. Like we just want people to be good. We want, especially our family members. We want everybody to be good. Yeah. But at the same time, the rule of thumb is just, it's like the, the example of the airplane, right? You can't even put on, help nobody else put their mask on until you put yours on. So if you're not good, you can't help anybody else. And there's only so much of us that we can give to other people, right? Yeah. I have a friend that's always telling me like 10%, 10% of my day is for other people. I can talk to you. I can help you, whatever, whatever I'm supposed to be in your life. I can be that, but I have to spend the other part of my day doing other stuff, right? I have a job. I have my self care. Like I have all these things that I need to do and people like they, they look for things that they can eliminate to help other people. But the one thing that they eliminate most is self-care, which is the thing that you need to survive. <laughs> so, and that's so true. Cause I was literally, I was laying in my bed and I said, God, I need to go take myself to the spa or, you know what I mean? And I'm like, or even just getting my hair done. Like it's time for me to get my hair done. My wig is honey. And I was like, oh, after my son's birthday, after this, after that, you know, and I'm like, I'm pushing away you know the time a little bit of time for me yeah. and i just might be going crazy just a little bit in, the, in a couple of days you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i might have reached my limit it's like really stop everything and go get it done so i totally yeah i totally get that yeah the balance is is like absolutely necessary like majority of my job is spent with time helping clients figure out what self-care looks like and how they can incorporate it more in their lives. Because at the end of the day, self-care doesn't necessarily need to be a spa day, a massage or anything expensive at all. Doesn't even have to be expensive dinner out to eat. I love to eat, but I don't always have to go out to eat to have a good day, a self-care day, right? It could be as simple as I took a really hot shower, I light a candle and I watched 
like one of my old favorite Disney movies. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's finding the things that either bring you joy or bring you a sense of relaxation and incorporating it daily, even if it's just 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, I was told about this thing called Miracle Morning. Have you heard of a Miracle Morning before? No. So I tried it a few years back when I was, I lived in Hawaii for like four and a half months. Oh, they got a lot of bugs. (laughs) So I had to come home, but I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is beautiful, but I gotta go back. Um, It's an island, so it it gets old fast. So, um, but anyways, in the midst of me being there, um, I definitely felt like it was very purposeful. Like I definitely felt like I was there in the season that I was supposed to be there and I got what I needed to get. Um, It was very much uh, spiritual for me. Like I started to really get into my devotional time, just be comfortable with spending time with me. Um, And in the midst of that, I started to do the miracle mornings. And basically it's a, it's an, it's an acronym. It's uh, the acronym is lifesavers. So it's just life. And then savers is, it stands for silence um, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and then scribe. So you can do this in whatever order you want to. There's videos about it on YouTube, but it is extremely powerful because you can do all this within an hour. It could just be like, I stretched, I listened to my devotional, I, I read like my favorite quote, and I just wrote out my to-do list for the day. Like It could be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. But the intention behind it is I put me first at the start of my day, and now it's going to change the whole mood, direction, feeling of my day and what and how productive I can be within it. That's deep. And you know what? I'm so grateful because just like a month ago, I started um, devotional, my devotional reading plans again, and I'm doing 100 days. So it's like, this will get me in the habit of get in my mind right that you know don't get out of the bed i check my phone i go right to my bible app pick up my phone you know what i mean and that's my time a little bit of worship and then i get up for my day you know and at first i was not doing that you know what I mean? um but i knew better and going through the the times that i've been going through um especially with family and just um you know dealing with my health and the, and the loss of my mom and just going through all these things. Girl, I got a 13 year old now. I am, you know what I mean? Like my whole world, I was like, everything needs to stop. So, um, and I really had to stop and look at myself as well because I had to evaluate attitudes and stuff. So God was like, look, don't just hop up and get in the car and go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need, I need a little bit of time with you. I need you to, Breathe, right. breathe. Once you get up and you run and you go, you kind of fall into you know whatever it is. And so I was just like, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. bring it here. And um, it's really helped my spirit dealing with again those narcissists and those situations and stuff like that. So that's a that's amazing. I didn't know what it was called, but you gave us a name. So yeah, miracle mornings, miracle mornings. Um, 
but yeah, I definitely, I definitely hear you on that. And I, I have noticed that it's, a, there's a huge difference between when you get up and you check your social media first and your text messages versus when you get up and you go drink water, you do your devotional, you actually, like it's so much different just in your energy. Like you're not anxious about the day. You're not worried about what you got to do. You're not worried about who's calling you or who needs you or what they worried about. Like you're, you literally just put yourself first. Yes. And so let's go back to um, the two topics that I have mentioned. Um, when it comes to like, you know, the, the attitudes with family, um, you have, you know, different traits and personalities in your family. Of course, everybody is different, different walks of life, you know, just same blood. And you, you hear, oh, that's just such and such. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just how they are. You know, girl, you know, that's how they are. Um, what is the best way to deal with that? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? I, my, my first thought, like I said earlier, is it's a boundary issue, right? People accept other people's stuff for whatever reason, right? But at the end of the day, you teach people how you want to be treated by what you allow, right? Um, I always talk to people about boundaries because there's different types, right? So a person that has like really poor boundaries is going to overshare. They have difficulty saying no. They are over-involved in others' problems. They're dependent on the opinions of what other people think. They accept abuse or disrespect. And they often fear rejection if they don't, if they, if they don't comply with what others are asking of them. So these people have no like <laughs> and I'm keeping it all the way real. Like when you just I was like, I mean, okay, I'm hearing you. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> it's 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 something that a lot of times, like as humans, we're we're people of habit. Like we learn behaviors from what other people do, right? That's why they say like general generational, right? Yeah. Like, Stuff can be passed down because, oh, my mom raised me this way. Her mom raised her this way. So I'm going to raise my kids this way, right? right, right. It's the right way, right? Like sometimes we have inner child work that we need to do, right? We got to heal ourselves first before we can pa keep passing on the same things. Otherwise, it keeps it going. Yeah. So there's there's that, right? There's the people that have that those poor boundaries. And then the, up the, on the opposite side are people that are very, very rigid, right? So they they just avoid relationships completely. They're like, oh, I'll just be by myself. I don't need to talk to nobody. They are like closed off. Um, they don't ask for help, um, which is a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are taught to be independent. Yeah. Uh, so they just don't ask for help. They don't like to ask for help. Um, they usually, these rigid people usually have very few close relationships. Um, they're very protective of their personal information. Yeah. They may seem detached, even with like romantic partners. And they keep others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. They don't like being rejected. Most of us, to be honest with you, Brittany, most of us have a little bit of both of these. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that possible? Because when you're saying it, I was thinking about that. I don't like asking for help. And then I'm like, wait, okay. But okay. Wow. It just depends on who it is. You can have different boundaries with different people, right? So some of these boundaries might be with your friends or people or your associates. And then some of these might be with family because you know how they do you or how they're going to do. Right. 
the goal is to work towards having healthy boundaries. So a person that has healthy boundaries values their own opinions. They don't compromise their values for other people. They share personal information in an appropriate way. Um, so not oversharing or undersharing. And I always tell people that is like the perfect example of me as a therapist. Like I have to have that healthy boundary because if I sit there and I talk to my clients all day about me and say, oh yeah, this can relate to me. Yeah, this will happen to me. They'd be like, well, whose session is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> if I do the opposite and I don't share anything, they're gonna talk, they're gonna feel like they're talking to a complete stranger. Right. Yeah. So, so there's a, a medium you have to. There's a balance, and it's the same thing with people, right? Not just me as a therapist, but when we meet new people and we have new friends, even family, like you can't tell them all your business, right? Uh, it's certain stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come back and bite you in the butt if you say but too. Your relationships, you, yeah, fight with your man, girl, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> all do though because <laughs> the first thing you want to do like with my mom you know god rest her soul like i'm in a call it mom he did this and did it and then next thing you know she you know and then here we are so crazy like well, why are you still with <laughs> that's the old that's uh-uh i don't want to hear it that's a, i told i told one of my family members they came to me they sat in my room you know going off with them and i was like you know, because I was like, I, the advice I'm going to give you is not what you want to hear. So, you know, I'm no good. Like, So that's, there's the other, those are other two things, right? Um, there's two more points to a person that has healthy boundaries. And one of them is knowing your personal wants, needs, and being able to communicate them. So okay. sometimes it's even just saying, I can't hold space for you today. I need a break. I'm tired. It's been a long day, right? I don't want to talk on the phone. I just can't right now, or I don't have it to give you. It's just literally being able to, and then, and then not only being able to say no and say that, but also accepting when others tell you no. Right. A lot of people can't. Yeah. It's, that's why we don't like to ask. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's deep. And it's nothing wrong with people saying no, right? It's, everybody deserves to be able to say no if they don't want to, or if they can't, or for whatever reason. You should be able to say and hear no without explanation. Yeah. It's hard. It's, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I, yeah, like I have like my cousin, he wanted to use my car and he texts me. And I think he doesn't like to ask me in person because of the rejection thing. But then he goes to, you know, he'll text me. So for me, like I had to learn to say no, like, I'm sorry, I can't help you today. Or you know what I mean? Because it's like I, mentally, it takes me to another place, and I, you know, this is well as he could ask, and the way that he's asking through text message, I need to be able to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't help you, you know what I mean? So I've had to stomach that, because usually I'd be like, oh no, what if, you know, they get mad at me, and I'm like, wait a minute, I had to sit back and say, it's my property, I'm the one that's taking care of it, I'm the one that's responsible for it. So if I want to say no, I just, I'm going to just say no. And that's just it. You know, I, I learned that um, I've been a, a people pleaser because that's where I come from, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm learning to kind of come out of that and be okay and be able to say, oh, well, if they're mad or maybe they're not mad and you know what I mean? Like I have to be okay with not making the assumption. 
So that's um it's been a it's been a journey for me, but losing my mom really changed a lot of perspective for me as well. So yeah. I'm sorry for your loss. I know that trauma definitely changes us. Yeah. You never healed from it. <laughs> People said that I was like, oh, it's time. No, it's it's gonna take yeah, but yeah. it's gonna be some years, if ever. Yeah. But it'll be just a different level, more acceptance. Um, but grief is real too, and there's stages of that. So people don't even really understand. They're just like, well, I'm supposed to be sad, or I'm supposed to grieve this way. But I'm like, there's so much more. Yeah, so much more. Yeah, there's so many different ways to grieve or get through that. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, yeah. I, I, I as a, I mean, I'm still trying to even wrap my mind around it. But at the same time. I'm grateful because it's brought some maturity out of me in ways that maybe it was that time, you know? So I'm grateful for that. But wow, I'm just, I'm elated. Like you are refreshing and I just thank you so much. Like, this is awesome. I just, I was like, we need a mental health. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me. I love talking about mental health. I love all things mental health. So. And things beauty. I know I look crazy right now. No, yeah. no, my shout out to my big best friend, my sister, my bestie, my sissy. I love my sister so much. She's just she's one of my role models. Tisha, I love you so much. When she told me, she was like, "Yeah, she's been in beauty pageants." And did you know? I was like, <laughs> "She's amazing. She's amazing inside and out. She is just a beautiful person she's for sure." one of my biggest inspirations my mom we my mom would be like oh well my daughter she's gonna be a doctor you know and my sister just be like mommy you know and it's just so funny but just we're her biggest fans like you know especially my mom was alive like she just biggest team player like oh yeah my daughter is like you know oh my daughter has a podcast or my daughter's a model like she just was yeah. such you know, so, and I'm still carrying that on for my sister. Like, I just, you know, oh, yeah, my sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, she works out. You should see her body. Like, you know, <laughs> like, okay, you know, but she's amazing. I love my sister. Shout out to Tisha. I love you, sissy. Yeah. Um, but I would love, in, in conclusion, um, I totally appreciate you spending time with me. One thing, well, two things. If you can kind of give a rundown of what you know we talked about, mm -hmm. and then I want to kind of touch on following up with ways to verbiage of how to communicate no and having boundaries, if that makes sense. Okay. So a run through of what we just spoke about, and then how to communicate no and having boundaries. <laughs> okay. So basically today we talked about um, narcissistic characteristics um, and just what to be aware of, what that looks like. Um, we also talked about just uh, maneuvering through family and how you can set healthy boundaries um, for yourself with any relationship, not even just family relationships, but just being able to set healthy boundaries for yourself and know when you're doing things that are not healthy, right? Rigid and porous boundaries are the opposite of healthy boundaries. So if you're doing 
if you're oversharing, you're doing these things, then it's a lot, right? You probably shouldn't be going there. Um, what else? We, we, um, and like some takeaways. So, you know, um, a narcissist is this. Um, so a narcissist in short, um, is a person that is, um, I would say very, very self-consumed, um, but in, in a lot of ways, very insecure. Um, and they may come off as very secure, very cocky, but a lot of times they're battling deeper issues, but yet they turn every conversation into something that relates back to them. Um, and um, they make everything about them. Their problems, everything is about them and how they can benefit from the situation. Um, those are definitely um, difficult people to deal with. They're not, they're not the worst people in the world, but they're definitely difficult to deal with. Um, <laughs> just, but you have to, like I said, boundaries, right? Um, they may not even respect your boundaries all the time. And that might mean you need to draw further away from them. Um, but your boundaries are what keep you, right? Knowing what you value, knowing what your values are. That's one of the biggest thing about healthy boundaries is being able to hear no and being able to say no. Um, and also just knowing what you what you value and being able to stand on that. If it doesn't, if it doesn't align with what your values are, then why are you doing it? Right? Like I'm not, I wouldn't do this for any other person, but I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna make an excuse for you. You probably shouldn't do it. Right. Cause then you, it creates a sense of resentment. Right. And then, okay. And then communicating, um, learning how to say no and those boundaries. No, no is a complete sentence. Number one, you do not have to give an explanation. You don't have to say anything. No is fine. People tend to give reasoning because they want to savor somebody else's feelings. But if it goes against your values and it doesn't fit into what you got going on, or if it's more than your 10% of your day that you have to offer to people. That 10%, I'm going to remember. It's a no, straight up. It's like, look, I don't have the energy. And once I'm giving you more energy than I have, I'm creating resentment towards you, even if I'm not doing it intentionally. I'm doing it because I want to have a good heart. But really, I'm like, well, why they ask me? Why couldn't they ask somebody else? Why? If I have that feeling, I should tell you no. Yeah, that's deep. And that, yes. And you know what's funny? Because I found myself explaining, like I'll tell my son, Caleb, I need you to go. I need you to come with me because, you know, not just come on, we going, you know, or I tell somebody, no, I don't want to allow you to do this because and I said, uh-uh, take the because <laughs> and just leave it at that. Yeah. And I had to really, you know, take that and be like, okay, I ex explain myself a lot. I try to explain myself a lot. Sometimes I explain myself to myself. Yeah. And, and like, there's, there's moments that are teachable moments, but that, I mean, sometimes just no is no, right? <laughs> it's just, no, because mom said no. <laughs> that's it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That is okay.
So, oh my God, I thank you so much, Chelsea. We are gonna conclude here. Um, you gave me so much. You gave us, you gave us so much. Um, I'm just so excited. I thank you so much. Tell them where they can find you. Tell them what you got going on. And then we are out of here. Yes, thank you so much again for having me, Brittany. This has been amazing. Um, I love to talk about mental health. So anytime, um, I'd be more than happy to come back. You guys can find me if you're looking for a therapist. I am on psychology today. Um, I also, you can just email me, um, at Chelsea, Chelsea at womenofcolortherapy.org, Chelsea at womenofcolortherapy.org and, um, it's C-H-E-L-S-E-A. Um, so that's one way you can reach out to me. Um, I'm also on social media. Um, my Instagram page is at Chelsea Love Cali. Um, so you can follow me on that Instagram page as well. Um, but I would love to connect with you if you are looking for a therapist. Um, if you're in San Diego, if you're in the IE, if you're in Sherman Oats, I'm here. If not, um, there are definitely ways for you to connect. There are two websites that I know have directories. Uh, therapyforblackgirls.com and therapyforblackmen.com. So you can go on there and find a therapist in your area if you're not located in California. Nice. See, you just put me up on game. I did not even know those sites existed and that's a huge deal for us in the community. Like, truly. So that is awesome. Um, look, y'all, we back, man. I'm just so excited. I have to keep saying that. Yeah. I think I'm from the South in my head. I tell everybody that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, look, every Thursday we are here. So please, please, please tune in. Chelsea, I thank you so much. And we are out of here. Peace, y'all. Bye.